Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Welcome to another episode of SLP Talk Show. This is actually episode number 30. Uh, Jim and I, oh, by the way, here's Jim. Hey, how are you? (laughs) It's been a while. It has been a while. We have been missing in action, and so we just kind of want to apologize. We have been doing some DIY projects, I guess, right? Yeah, well, you've been on the road, too. I've been on the road an awful lot. The road Uh, beckons. The road beckons. I travel, gosh, I don't even know. So we are just kind of... Trying to trying to get by, I guess, right now. So I got home late last night from Cleveland and yep. getting ready to do a webinar here in about an hour. So we're trying to squeeze one of these uh, recordings in so we can, uh, yep. I don't know, kind of keep it going. Yeah. So I tell you, it's been it's been crazy because we were doing we got new flooring in our house, and so all of our furniture was crammed in our recording studio. So we couldn't even get in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Today's like the first day we could even get in here. Yep. So. I tell you, uh, Jim, I think we better start with a quick little game of chump or champ. Okay, I'm are, ready. You, are you feeling? Are I'm, you feeling good? I, I don't know. Are you feeling smart? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay, because I pulled some special questions oh, today. Oh no! Because we're going to be talking about Halloween today. Oh gosh! These are Halloween trivia questions. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So I think you can do this. Okay. The first one you're absolutely going to love. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Okay. All right. All right. What is Des Moines, Iowa's pre-Halloween festivity called? Des Moines, Iowa is pre-beggar's night. Yes. We are both from Des Moines, Iowa. I was going to be disappointed if you Man, didn't get that. I had to pull deep. <laughs> you were panicked. I oh, can see no. it on your face. So in Des Moines, you don't trick-or-treat on Halloween. We right. never did. We grew up, you always trick-or-treat on beggar's night, which right. is always the night before Halloween. Right. Or yeah. some semblance. I mean, isn't it? Within a few always, days? No, sometimes? it's no. always the night before. I know they moved it sometimes because of weather. Nope, but. it's always the night before Halloween. It's called Beggar's Night, and so, yeah, that's Des Moines Island. And you always tell a joke. You have to tell a joke. Well, see, it's trick or treat. In Des Moines, we always told a joke, and that was our favorite yeah. thing, was figuring out which joke you were going to tell yeah. that year. What was your favorite joke as a little kid? Um, why, uh, why can't you go to the bathroom at McDonald's? Why? Because they do it all for you. <laughs> This is not a joke you told, was yes. it? Yeah. You told the, the one lady about the threw oven. The, she threw the candy at me. She threw the candy yeah. at Jim. But what, when you were really little? I mean, I was, was like your... 19 years old. No, I'm Jim. kidding. I'm kidding. I was what like What was your six, favorite seven. joke when you were a little kid, though? It was about the Oh, oven. yeah. When I went on the floppy show, um, it was uh, why the man put the car in the oven. Why? He wanted a hot rod. He wanted a hot rod, of course. So yes, telling jokes um, was what you did, and then you got a, a treat yeah. in exchange yeah. for it. Yeah, I guess they don't do that in every. They don't do that here in Missouri. Or an apple or something, you know, which you're always like, Ugh. yeah. Now today it's got to be prepackaged candy, I think. But nobody tells jokes here in Missouri. We had a we Pepsi live. guy, and he gave each one of us a six pack of Pepsi. A six pack? Yeah. It was awesome. I'm like, I'm going back there next year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you ready for your questions? Yes. Here we go. Okay. Oh, well, that was number one. Yeah. So you got number I one got, right. I got that Here's one number right. two. Who was the first first lady to decorate the White House for Halloween? Hmm. Well, I know she liked to party. 
So I'm going to say Dolly Madison. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you the decade. Oh, I think that'll oh no. Help you. So it's like way 1950s. later. 1950s. Oh, 1950s. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mamie Eisenhower then. Oh, my gosh. How did? Yeah, excellent. Very I know, good. I know my presidents. You do know your presidents. All right, third question. What was the first horror movie to be nominated for an Academy Award? First horror movie? Um, Halloween. 1974. 1974. The Shining. The Exorcist. Oh. Mm, that was scary. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't do think I've movies. actually sat through that whole movie. I wonder if we should try. I don't no. know. I'd have to have blindfold. No, okay, last one. I'm going to give you, this is a multiple choice, okay? What is the most popular Halloween candy in America? Is it Skittles, Snickers, or Kit Kat? Kit Kat. No. I mean Snickers. No. I mean Skittles. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. All right. So, so I don't know. I, I guess I'm you a, get like I'm a, one out of four. I'm a, I'm a chump. <laughs> You're a chump. With some clues, you did a little better on the other two. But... I mean, you give me three shots at anything, I'm going to get it right. Uh-huh. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So the topic I wanted to chat about today, uh, and just so you guys know, Jim usually has no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah, he I have just no clue. sits down and like gets the the recording part ready, and then I just start talking. So if he ever <laughs> That's usually I mean, that's how it goes normally. Is that I just sit there and then you start talking. And I start talking and yeah. then you join in because yeah. at some point. I throw in a random phrase yeah, here and there. Say. So <laughs> Jim literally, because I've been on the road, we haven't hardly seen each other. We've seen each other maybe 30 minutes in the past week. So we literally haven't even had a conversation. So this is the most we've talked in a long I know. Time. <laughs> it's nice to see you. You as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So episode number 30, I want to talk about Halloween costume tips. Okay. For young children. Awesome. Uh, and especially for kiddos who have some sensory differences. Mm -hmm. uh, our son, Aaron, um, we've always talked about how he doesn't do new. Right. He doesn't like unexpected things or new events or new activities. <clears throat> so when he was yep. a young child, uh, putting, you know, wearing a Halloween costume was never a joy for him. I mean, right. it was nothing he ever enjoyed, looked forward to. Sure. He dreaded it, I think. And oh, yeah. I mean, he, I think it, it brought him so much anxiety. Yeah, it was a, it was an absolute stressor. It was a trigger for mm -hmm. him, wasn't it? And yeah. so the meltdowns were epic. And I feel really bad in hindsight because as parents, you know, um, there was always this desire to have Aaron go trick-or-treating with his older sisters so we could sure. get the cute pictures. Oh, yeah, because you it's, know. you know, it's the thing you put on Facebook. Yeah, it's, well, and, this and is and even before like, Facebook, though. That's well, why I kind of feel bad. I mean, bad. Some, some of it was. I mean, at some, at some, it was like when Facebook was kind of starting. Yeah, but I wasn't real big more. on, I mean, it wasn't even for that. It was me. I was a scrapbooker. Remember mm -hmm. when I used to have my actual camera before oh, we yeah. had iPhones with cameras on them. And for me, I was all about, I needed the pictures to put in the scrapbook, you know. And so I feel bad because I feel like I I kind of expected him to want to enjoy it, but he didn't. Right. And so uh, I just thought today we could talk about some tips for kiddos who are kind of unsure about wearing Halloween costumes mm -hmm. and uh, kind of talk about this. So since uh, we're recording this in October, what is today? I don't even know, the 7th, right, as we're recording this. So Halloween yes. is right around the corner. And um, so Halloween and wearing costumes can be really stressful for some kiddos. And uh, if you're going to try to get your child to participate in this celebration, in this activity, in this event, we want to try to do it in a way that it doesn't cause trauma, right? That it doesn't cause immense amounts of stress. So here are some tips for helping children 
uh, be able to uh, wear Halloween costumes. So first of all, uh, this is something I, I learned to do after a few years with Aaron is make the Halloween costume not new. And what I mean by that is buy it early, like buy it now, buy, don't wait till, you know, the three days before Halloween, buy it as early as you can, and then hang it somewhere very visible. I always mm -hmm. kind of jokingly say, hang it on the living room wall, like artwork, right? Hang it right. there. And then every day as the child walks by, you say, Hey buddy, there's your Spider-Man costume, right. or there's your chicken suit. Remember the year he wore that chicken suit that was hilarious it was I, the, I loved that scene. that was the and, cutest and costume. i never thought in a million years he was gonna put that thing on and he did he was fine with it that year because yeah. we got it early we talked about right. it we prepared him for it so you know we hung this chicken suit up and every day i'd say hey buddy there's your chicken suit you're gonna wear that on october 31st and do you remember what a polite refuser he was because he would walk by and go no thank you yep. that was his favorite thing to say no thank you and he would walk on and so because it hung there for about a month you know and he got used to seeing it and then as he got older we figured out ooh, we should use a calendar kind of a right. countdown and so he would cross days off you know how many days till you wear your chicken suit and he willingly put that chicken suit on that year i mean he was yep. fine with it remember we pulled He's him like, in the okay. way okay time for the chicken suit yep <laughs> so that's one thing you can do is make it not new because mm -hmm. children who have over responsive nervous systems who get too much sensory input coming in too fast they tend to be um, a little bit defensive a little bit hesitant a little bit anxious about new things so mm -hmm. make it not new right. okay um, the second uh, uh, tip is to use a daily countdown so the child knows how many days until this event is going to happen. So if you live in Des Moines, Iowa, it's going to be a day shorter than everywhere else in the country, right? Right. right. <laughs> if they have a Halloween costume like parade at school, you know how sometimes they do that, you want to have a countdown to that as well, right? So mm -hmm. it's all about preparing the nervous system for upcoming change. Uh, Aaron really liked to actually use the the, the marker and cross the days off the calendar. Remember yeah. that? We used to have that big calendar in the kitchen. Yeah, well, he still he still counts down everything. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, it's just like something he enjoys. He really does. So. At Target Dollar Spot, we've gotten him, doesn't he have about three of those, what are they called, perpetual calendars, where mm -hmm. he, every day he wakes up and he switches how many days left till right. one counts down to holidays, and one is just a calendar that he changes. And if he is ever going to spend the night at grandma's or something, he brings it to my room. Like, I have to change it right. for him. Yeah, like we he... have to keep it updated. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to him that those perpetual calendars stay updated. All right, the third uh, tip is maybe you could watch YouTube videos with your child of children putting on costumes, going mm -hmm. trick-or-treating, wearing costumes. Allow your child to see... Um, you know, joy uh, happening in these costumes. It will also help them to kind of, you'll be able to talk about different costumes because there are some costumes that are kind of scary, yeah. you know? And so being mm -hmm. able to maybe not be startled by them or being able to talk, you could pause it on the YouTube video and say, oh, look, I know that looks scary, but that's not real, you know? And, yeah. and be able to kind of see if if you can help them deal with it. Well, that. even like, I mean, no makeup's probably not something that you want to go into, but I mean, you can see the process. If you right. see the process, then you kind of understand. That's oh, a really good this point. is what they look like without so it. So if they have like the white, you know, ghost face or right. something, or and, and the child is kind of concerned about that, you can say, oh, but look, let's watch them put the makeup on. Mm -hmm. And so then they can actually yeah. see. That's a great point. I didn't even think of that. I love that. Okay, uh, the fourth tip, uh, read lots of picture books uh, about Halloween and choose books that show children actually getting dressed up in costumes. Like that's, you, you know me, I'm a picture book fanatic so mm -hmm. um, lots and lots of great books out there the other thing to think about is if your child really loves Spongebob or Bluey or you know whichever character they really like try to find a Halloween book you know that, that has those characters mm. in it so they can yeah, relate to idea. it right we want we want them to relate 
Uh, the fifth tip, invite the child to practice wearing their costume around the house or maybe let them wear it to grandma's house or maybe to the grocery store uh, so that it becomes a more familiar experience. I think that's something that with Aaron we never really thought to do early on. You know, it was kind of like we just waited till Halloween and then put it on. Right. Uh, but so if you can kind of help children get used to it, you know, mm -hmm. it might be helpful. Uh, the sixth tip is make sure you offer at least two costume choices and allow the child to choose which one to wear. Try not to pressure them like, oh, your sister's going to be, you know, um, I don't know, this character, M M Minnie Mouse, so you need to be Mickey Mouse. You know, mm -hmm. if you force that, yeah. then they start feeling like they're pressured. So rather than you deciding, say, oh, do you want to be this character or this character? Well, and there's, you know, there's homemade <clears throat> costumes that you can do yep. too that sometimes are more impressive than the ones you can buy at the store. Yeah. So if you're looking at options and you're saying, man, I really don't want to buy two. Right. You right. know, maybe I can, you know, use your creativity and come up with another one that would be yeah. a backup. Yeah, you yeah. Know? absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the seventh tip is maybe allow the child to wear just one part of the costume, meaning maybe they could just wear a witch's hat. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or maybe they could just wear a cape. Like it doesn't have to be the whole costume, right? right? So think right. about if there's one piece they really, really like. I mean, gosh, if they really like their cowboy boots, like you were saying, just use what's available around the house. Mm -hmm. Just get them a plaid shirt and let your child wear cowboy boots and a plaid shirt, yep. you know? And, and it, they may not want to wear the, a hat. Yeah, you know? and if they don't like the cowboy hat, I don't know. Do you remember one year, one of our kids, I can't think who it even was now, but we had one of those ponies on a stick. That mm -hmm. they would ride around the house. Mm -hmm. You could take that as your horse and right. wear your cowboy boots and boom, yep. you've got a costume, right? Uh, the eighth tip is to respect the child's sensory preferences. So this is really important. You don't want to buy a costume with a mask if the child really is bothered by where Aaron never would put a mask no, on he was in a defensive million about years, face. okay? Yeah. Don't plan a costume that requires makeup. If that's going to bother the child, right. Aaron would also never tolerate mm -mm. makeup nope. of any kind. Don't buy a costume with a cape if the child dislikes wearing things around their neck. You know what right. I mean? If that causes distress, then don't do not do that co uh, costume. Mm -hmm. Don't plan a costume with a hat if the child doesn't like wearing things on their head. So sure. it's just really important to think about uh, and be respectful of the child's sensory preferences. Because we all have preferences, mm -hmm. don't we? Yep. Um, I'm, I'm never somebody who wanted to wear... You know, we used to have Halloween parties at... Uh, years ago back in I mean, the day back in the day back yes. in our in our partying days um and remember our friends came as a smurf and smurfette yep. and they covered their entire body in blue paint i yeah, mean from was, head to toe it's pretty pretty impressive it was impressive but i would have been grossed out i would not have been <laughs> able to walk because i mean just the thought of being covered in blue paint from head to toe i was like they yeah. are something they won first place yeah. which they deserved because yeah. and another was, friend came as shrek one year and that was pretty it was impressive. the same people they were that was them no. the next year no they weren't the same people. It was Tim. Yeah. Who was who was Smurf? Um, another person. <laughs> okay, I thought it was. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Now I got it. But anyways, okay, uh, the ninth tip is to buy Halloween pajamas and use those as a costume. There's lots and lots of pajamas out there that have pumpkins on them or ghosts sure. or skeletons or bats or whatever. So buy a couple pairs of Halloween pajamas. Your child can wear them to bed every night and then just wear them to trick or treat. Uh, that's and that's going to be, yeah. um, you could see if there's a cute, if they like slippers, you could find a cute pair of slippers, pumpkin slippers to go mm -hmm. with it if you wanted. But uh, the pajamas can serve as the costume. Um, the tenth uh, thing is to skip the costume altogether and allow the child to wear regular clothes. Uh, so 
you know, if maybe brother and sister want to dress up and they don't, maybe mm-hmm. there's just a T-shirt you can buy at Old Navy that has a pumpkin on it. You know, sure. so it's a regular shirt. Yeah. It's not pajamas. It's not a costume. But, um, like, you know, I think Aaron would, would have loved wearing a shirt with a bat on it, for example. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That he would have been perfectly fine yep. with that being his costume. Um, you could just put it with a pair of black sweatpants and boom, you know, you've got it. You've got a costume. Uh, invite the child to hand out candy instead of wearing a costume and going trick or treating. I will tell you, it took us a few years, um, of kind of taking Aaron to a few houses. He really never enjoyed it. And then he finally, one year after he, it's really after he had enough language and really a way to tell us. And he said, I just want to give candy. I want to watch kids, you know? And so he likes seeing other kids in costumes. He's not scared by it. He really is fascinated by it. He just does not want to dress up. So for years now, that is his favorite thing, right? Is handing out the candy. Yeah. It's yep. pretty neat. Pretty neat. All right. Um, number 12, you could skip Halloween altogether and you could go to a movie. You and your family could go to a movie or do some other, go bowling, you know, some activity nice. that is yeah. actually fun because we don't ever want to force trauma, right? We don't right. ever want to force our children to do something just because society says it is expected. Right. So we have to temper our expectations That's of how things are going to exactly go sometimes it. because... Often it doesn't. Right. And it's I not going to go that way. That's where as a parent, in, in retrospect, in hindsight, I wish I would have been a little more like thoughtful about that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just never even occurred to me. So um, that's why I really wanted to do this episode. It's sure. just to give you yeah. guys some options and to be able, if you're a, a provider, a therapist, um, that you can give the families you work with some options, right? Instead yeah. of saying, well, just he'll just suffer through, you know, which is kind of, I feel like where I was like, well, let's just get this over with as fast as we can. Let's try to get a picture or two. Right. And remember, like I would take Aaron to like two houses He'd be done, and you would take the girls trick-or-treating then. You know, I mean, it was never fun and joyful. So, and the last one. If seeing other kids in costumes is overwhelming for the child, then see if your neighbors or your friends or your family will do trick-or-treating a couple hours early, you know, before Mm -hmm. the other kids are out, or maybe the day before. You know, maybe create your own beggar's night like they do in Des Moines, Iowa, and go at a different time. Or see if there's like a trunk-or-treat, you know, a lot of churches in the parking lot have trunk-or-treat, and try to be there like at the very beginning before it gets really crazy and be the first ones through, you know, so that so it's that, not so yeah, overwhelming. overwhelming. And so there's not so much visual chaos, mm-hmm. you know, because things like that can be really chaotic. So if your child doesn't like large crowds, doesn't like chaos, yeah. I wouldn't go to a trunk or treat. I mean, I would literally just see if two of your neighbors and grandma and aunt Susan, you know, can we just drive over and let him trick or treat, you right, know? So right, yeah. I think you can create something that is um, more, I don't know, in line with what the child can handle. Sure. And just know that every Mm -hmm. year, as children mature and grow and develop, they'll be able to... Maybe handle a little bit more. Yeah, handle a little bit more. I think that's that's the way it was with Aaron. And I think a lot of kids are on that same arc. Exactly, exactly. So basically, I just kind of want to reiterate that we don't want to traumatize the child. We want to respect their individual differences and preferences. We don't ever want to force or coerce a child to do something they're uncomfortable doing. Um, We don't want to beg them. We don't want to be like, if you go trick-or-treating, then I'll give you, you know what I mean? Because that's like trying to... I don't know, bribe them or, you know, try to coerce them in some way. It's all about respect, right? Right. Respect the child, respect their preferences. All right. Very good. Thanks for listening to another episode of SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, As you go back into the real world, be kind. 
be accepting. Please, please get your mammogram. Just know early detection can save your life. As a 10-year breast cancer survivor, it certainly saved mine. Until we meet again, cheers. Cheers.